Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. So where do we begin today? Well, we begin with Zoom because uh, here we are using Zoom as we tend to do. Yes. And have you updated your Zoom client recently? My Zoom client? What is my well, Zoom the, client? It, it's the app that you use to access oh, Zoom. Well, why do you say that? Well, because I'm just using a bit of technical jargon because I'm oh, I want a show like this, which will be used to it. <laughs> okay. Right. No, I'm not sure if I have updated my, my Zoom no, Well, you client. need to. You need to because oh, uh, we... Yes, because there is a security flaw that could allow people to take over your computer. Oh, not, well, quite often you. you've done that in the past when things have gone wrong. I quite like you taking over my computer. You normally sort it out for me. Yes, but you don't want Vladimir Putin taking over your computer. No, he wouldn't know what to do. He probably wouldn't. No, he couldn't fix it for me, I'm sure. No. <laughs> I'm sure no. he couldn't. Leave it, leave no. it. No. Well, okay, well, well, so I'd better update my Zoom yes, client but then. But not right now because we're doing a radio show. Yes, okay. okay. Yes. Uh, this uh, a security flaw was discovered, incidentally, by Patrick Wardle, a, an IT specialist who is the brother of uh, Jeremy Wardle, who invented Wordle. Good grief. Good grief. Yes. Wardle and Wordle, yes. Wardle and Wordle. And world talking of Wordle... But hang on, shouldn't, segue, just, oh. just sticking with this, shouldn't normally when you open a programme and it needs an update, it will say, would you like to update this programme? Well, I opened Zoom this morning, it didn't do anything like that. You'd think, given it's such an important update, they'd it, tell you to do it. It would normally do it automatically, but it's worth checking just in case it didn't. It hasn't. I've just checked. Might have... There's an there's an update ready to be installed, but ah. hasn't told me to do it. Well, do it after we've uh, finished this I, show. Well, I will, except hope... I'll have forgotten by then, of course. Yes, no, anyway, you're going to talk about the Wardles. In. The Wardles and the World of Wordles. The Wordles, yes. I was in a bookshop the other day, and by the counter, I noticed a Wordle book. Wordle what? the book. People who want to play Wordle, but don't want to do it on their phones. I mean, honestly. Which is... <laughs> It's ludicrous. It's a book of partly completed wordles where you have to put in the solution. Wow. So I thought, that's ridiculous. Um, so I had a look at Amazon. There are more than 20 of them available. Good grief. Why There's didn't we also, think of that? Um, a book called Wordle Poems by a lady called Laurie Bernati, um, which she described as a poem a day. It contains just 30 Wordle-inspired poems uh, for £1.48. Would you like to hear one? Oh, you're, you're, you'd be upset with me if I said no. So, no, yes, no, I would, if you said no. I well, would you love to hear one. You can't, because although there's a look inside section, it covers the intro to the book, which is all about how she discovered Wordle, and doesn't contain a single poem. So I have no way of judging the quality of the poems without spending £1.48 on it, which I don't only £1.48, but I'm reluctant to do that somehow. Yes, I can quite understand. Yes. Yes. So uh, there uh, we That's go. utterly bizarre. And these, I'm, I'm surprised Wordle isn't somehow copyrighted, so I'm surprised people can do books about Wordle. Uh, it is surprising. There are many, many apps, of course, that offer Wordle, but um, they're, they're not... Yes, but they don't pretend I to be clones. the Wordle, do they? No, but they are exact clones, many of them, of yes. the original Wordle. Well, you and I occasionally do the, 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 the other varieties. You introduced us, I think, to Quordle at one stage, but since then I've discovered there's an Octordle, a Sedecordle, for all I know, there's, which is 16. There's even one that might be 32, for all I know, but I haven't the found it yet, I'm glad 16 to 16 is more than my tired brain can cope with. Oddly enough, I think it gets easier the more there are. 
And talking of games, of course, Ooh, yes. there is a new version of the House of Da Vinci out for uh, iPad and possibly other platforms as well. There is. I You told me about this and you originally put me on to the House of Da Vinci. And so I wanted to download it. I had to take so many things off my iPad, mainly because photos ah. seem to take up something like three gigs, even though they're all supposed to be in the cloud. I don't know why that is. I thought the whole point about putting them in the cloud, they didn't take up much room on your iPad. Um, oh. I have finally installed it, and I can't even get past the tutorial stage. Oh. So I'm still stuck in that opening corridor um, with a screwdriver trying to find what it does. But uh, the graphics look wonderful. The graphics are wonderful, and they get more and more wonderful as you go through it. There's quite a good... Um hint system which i've been using profusely i have to oh have you oh i feel slightly better then i try not to use the hint system um but i've got a feeling i need my own sort of mm, hint system no you need you you kind of need it on here it is uh, getting through the first uh uh the first corridor is it's a little tricky but you'll figure it out Oh, there's nothing left to try the screwdriver on, I don't think. But maybe. anyway, some of it was very satisfying. I have it to tells say. you the tell hint system tells you where to try the screwdriver. I've got the screwdriver. I don't know yeah. what to do with it. No, the hint system tells you where to use it. Oh well, I'm sure it does. I'm trying not to. Uh, <laughs> We're going around in circles here. Anyway, I'm not feeling very pleased about screwdrivers because I tried using screwdriver something the other day and it slipped. It wasn't actually turning a screw and it went into my finger. So I'm grumpy about well, screwdrivers in general. There's little chance of that happening with the one in the house of Da Vinci. That is true, but you never know. I managed to make all more matter of <laughs> things go wrong would. with programs. Yes. Well, yes, that would be very realistic, wouldn't it? It would. I wonder, I wonder how long it will be before you get that at home because you can go to the cinema now and get, what do they call it, four... Is it 4X cinema? I can't think, but where you get you get sort of rocking seats and spray cinema is the kind of thing you don't want to talk about. On, oh, perhaps uh, it's on radio, 4X. Maybe it's 4D. I'm not sure. Could be I 4D. haven't yet tried it, but you get get sort of water sprayed at you, and your seats rock and everything. Yes, I experienced that in Disneyland back in 1980. Hmm. I think it was. Hmm. Once you've had water sprayed in your face, you don't really want to do it again. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Mm. I could just get a, a spray bottle ready for when exactly. water ready and exactly. do it myself. Yes, and save myself a fortune. So, where are we going to go now? Well, we are going on to, uh, sticking with the language theme that we briefly uh, bypassed when we went into the House of Da Vinci. Uh, there's a car park ticket, car park ticket machine in Rill, uh, mm -hmm. which speaks to drivers to tell them how to use the ticket machine, but it only speaks in Welsh. And right. people have been complaining that they can't understand what it's saying. The uh, Denbyshire Council have pointed out that there is a large grey button for changing the language, and they don't understand why people refuse to use it. That's probably in Welsh as well. It could well be in Welsh as well. But this is so not... they don't understand. But I thought it's quite a good jumping-off point from many other things that have been poorly translated into Welsh. Right. For example, in Llandudno, there is a sign that says no entry, which has been translated into Welsh as... I'm going to say dim cough nod, but I'm sure you can do that much better with a proper Welsh accent. Right. And what and does dim cough nod mean? Well, it means it means no entry in the bookkeeping sense. Oh, my goodness. Sense. Oh, fantastic. That's glorious. There is a branch of Asda that put up a big sign saying alcohol free and the Welsh translation translated as free alcohol. Well, you can't help thinking if I were a customer, a Welsh speaking customer, I'd try and help them to that. You should. Absolutely, you should. I'm sure someone did until they changed it. But yeah. my favourite of all, which I think we may have mentioned on this show before, but it's worth repeating. It's one of the is, great uh, signs of all time. A sign in a car park in Swansea that said no entry for heavy goods vehicles, 
which had the Welsh translation underneath. And the Welsh translation actually read, I'm not in off the office at the moment, send any work to be translated. Yeah, I adore that. I just think it was absolutely splendid. And they wonder why people can't actually cope with a car park machine in real. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel sorry. Was it not that some Welsh couple had to sort of hang around and help everybody? Yes, I think they yes. <laughs> the whole day was spoiled. And presumably by the time they finished, their own ticket had expired and they had to pay a fine. Well, quite possibly. <laughs> um, I hope they managed to reclaim it from, uh, <laughs> from Denbyshire Council. Let's have one of these. So, where now? Well, you probably haven't heard of Marina Smith MBE. Or should I say the late Marina Smith uh, MBE, who died in June at the age of 87, and she was a Holocaust campaigner. And uh, at her funeral, uh, children, possibly grandchildren, were rather surprised to find her there in the presence of a, an AI-powered hologram, which answered questions about her life and revealed a number of secrets about her childhood and the fact that she was a Seventh-day Adventist, which nobody in the family had realised. It, it's, uh, it's, it's all done through a, a website called Storyfile, and uh, you can go to life.storyfile.com, and you can check it out, and it's for purposes such as this. You can get 33 questions for free, which you record through your um, video camera and... Yes. Uh, and microphone um for 49 dollars you can get 75 questions or for 499 dollars you can answer 1600 questions which is an awful lot of questions i don't i think of 1600 questions about your life yes that's anyway that's extraordinary. and so t- t- do the mourners at the service they knew what questions they could ask or were people just asking random questions and no. hoping they ask random questions and it's sort of ai powered so it interprets what you ask it mm and then fits it to an answer they already have. You can check it out if you go to storyfile.com, where you can ask any questions you like of William Shatner, who seems to be quite keen to put his name to just about anything these days. Good gracious. And have you done that? Did you I ask him? That. Did you ask him why he was so keen to put his name to so many things? I didn't. I asked him uh, what he thought of Leonard Nimoy. And uh, he launched into this long, long recollection of the first time he met him and then the first time he, he demonstrated the Vulcan death grip and mm. I just got bored and turned it off after a bit. He does tend to ramble, William Shatner. Not a man known for his brevity. <laughs> I guess not. Mm. I guess not. Well, I mean, surely if, you, if you're allowed 33 questions for free, if you answer, if you ramble, you could sort of bring in most aspects of your life in 33 questions if you ramble long enough. You probably could, yes. Yes, you probably could. But certainly with um, uh, 1,600 questions, you could bring in could just you about everything you've ever thought. You could, you could be thinking from now until you're 90 to come you up could. with 1,600 so, so questions. If you're planning at your funeral, start now is what I say, because you might run out of time. Well, one would have to be what's your best opening word for Wordle. Oh, yes. Well, I used to use heist. Which I used oh, did you? every day until one day I didn't, and then the word was heist. <laughs> I'm sorry. Any uh, word will play I've not been able to use it since. <laughs> oh, that's such a shame. You would have got a, a word in one. I know. Would I have know. been a red letter day. I don't know what yeah. red letters were. Why, why? What is a red letter? It is a red letter day is a day on an old fashioned printed calendar, which is in red. Right. Red letter day signifying bank holidays and. Um, 
Probably Queen Victoria's birthday, that kind of thing. Oh, I see. I never knew that. I never Mm. knew that. Let's have a, a quick break while we all marvel at the fact that you did. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos. I'm, uh, yes, I'm in conversation with Steve Kaplan, as I always am. Uh, where now? Uh, well, Boldly Meta. going where nobody's boldly gone before. Uh, we are boldly going where a few people have been before. Oh, okay. Uh, Meta, owner of Facebook yeah. and, of course, yes. Instagram, have launched BlenderBot 3, which is an AI-powered chatbot where you can ask it questions and it will give you answers sourced from the internet. Right. Yes. Well, not so good, actually. Um, a number of uh, journalists have put it through its paces and asked it questions. Um, and it comes up with uh, the, the fact that Donald Trump is the current president of the United States. Well, he thinks he is. He thinks he is. Lots of people yes. out there think he is. And um, it seems that more people on the internet think he is than think he isn't, or at least more vociferous about it. Yes. So it's taken that as truth. It's also um, come up with a number of uh, strongly um, anti-Semitic quotes. And when asked about about Zuckerberg, um, it said his company exploits people for money and he doesn't care, and then goes on to describe him as creepy and manipulative. Wow. It's you can't help feeling a little bit like the uh, the Samsung um, uh, thing that all went wrong the moment they showed a journalist. Mm. Do you think before letting journalists play with this, they might have tried it out themselves? What's well, it called did. again? Blunder, fact, Blunderbot. It's called Blenderbot. Unfortunately, it's US only at the moment, perhaps fortunately, oh, so I was gosh. unable to try it out. But before you try it out, you have to tick a checkbox marked, I understand this bot is for research and entertainment only, and that is likely to make untrue or offensive statements. And you then have to go on to pledge to report any issues that you encounter while using it. So it's not there yet. No. I'm like worrying about what would what it be like when it is there. Well, there used to be, back in the early days of computing, there was uh, an app called Eliza. Do you remember mm, that? I do. Which was, it was a chatting app. It was described itself as a, a sort of online psychologist. Mm. And uh, we asked you things like, how are you feeling today? And you would reply by typing uh, your answer in, and then mm-hmm. it would give you various suitable comments. And it was really rather good, except you had to type it. There doesn't seem to be a spoken version of that yet and it's surprising i'm surprised no one has written it for um for the amazon echo for example so you could sit and have long conversations with alexa should you be feeling yes. feeling lonely one uh, one evening gosh that would be quite sad wouldn't it people we as i said on this show five percent of men flirt outrageously with alexa what can you possibly say to alexa I, that would be I considered flirty i don't know nothing that i can repeat on a radio show certainly it seems very, very strange. It does seem very strange, but there's some very, very strange people out there. Talking get... of very, very strange people. Yes, yes. Um, let us move on to the physicist uh, Etienne Klein, who recently right. tweeted a photo of Proxima Centauri, which is the mm. nearest star to our solar system, uh, which he claimed was taken with the James Webb telescope. Um it had 11,000 likes before someone said, hang on a minute, that's not a star, that's a bit of sausage. And it turned out it was. There was a slice of chorizo. 
Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, they're wags, these physicists, aren't they? They absolutely are wags. Still better doing that than inventing nuclear weapons, don't you think? <laughs> yes, I guess so. Um, mm. Did you get into trouble? He didn't get into trouble, but uh, no, because who would who would put him in trouble? I think he just saw it as a, a way of demonstrating the effects oh, of guess. fake news. Yes, it's rather rather droll, frankly. Yes. Shall we have our crowd? So you can't help feeling we could have... I was going to say, you couldn't have saved quite a lot of money on the James Webb telescope. You could have just popped down to your Absolutely. local delicatessen <laughs> and put up an occasional well, picture. Yeah, yeah, a selection of salamis. Yes, yes, absolutely. Amazing. So sorry, you wanted a fanfare, I think. Uh, yes, go. please. Yes. And from high-tech telescopes to about as low-tech as you can get, pencils. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, conventional pencils uh, are graphite. They're not lead anymore, despite what people say. Mm. Uh, and they are encased in wood. And that means that when you're buying a pencil, you're buying quite a lot more wood than graphite. Yes. Yes. Well, Nord... But the wood helps you hold it apart from anything else. It does help you hold it, but Nord come up with the woodless pencil, which is a wood made entirely of graphite. Right. Yes. Quite clever. Um, if they make them in black and a wide variety of, of really rather splendid colours, and what's good about them is that you can sharpen them and use their tip for fine drawing, but you can also use them on their edge to cover large surfaces. They have a lacquer coating so that you don't get graphite all over your fingers. Oh, I was about to ask about that. Yes, okay. And of course, no broken lead because there is no lead to break, or rather, no broken graphite because it's not just a very thin tube of graphite. The entire thing is graphite. Looks very cute. Can you sharpen it? Yes, you can sharpen it. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Um, Not cheap. Five black ones will cost you fifty-one Australian dollars, about thirty quid. Um, but you can get 24 black ones or colour ones for £59. And if I are doing a lot of uh, pencil colouring, I might well be tempted because they are very bright and and strong colours. Reduced shipping, they say, internationally. So I don't know what that means, but it means they're not going to hammer you for the usual yes. high shipping costs. And um, and you just use them in the absolutely the normal, the normal absolutely way. Absolutely the normal way. But when you sharpen them you get a sort of uh, a, a faint trickle of graphite particles rather than that sort of curl of wood yes. that you get with uh, normal pencil sharpness. That's quite intriguing. I think it's quite intriguing. You have until September the 9th, if you like the sound of these, and you want to plonk down your, well, 30 quid or 59 quid. 59 quid seems like a bit of a bargain compared to the 30 quid ones. Mm. You could, yes, but from you Australia, had, um, goodness knows what the shipping, even at reduced cost, is actually likely to be like, but we shall see. Anyway, uh, let us move on. Oh, we have one of these on. for a while. Okay. Let's have one of these first, first, all right? Well, back in January 2021, a mm. long time ago, that it seems, uh, a chap called James Howells announced that um, he had thrown away his computer in 2013. Uh, which contained uh, a number of bitcoins that he'd been mm. given early on in the Bitcoin era, um, and which was then worth two hundred and thirty million pounds, mm. uh, which he was understandably a little upset about. <laughs> um, so, and they were somewhere on a, in a rubbish dump in Newport. 
So he went to Newport Council and offered them £55 million if they would help him to, to find his computer. And they said, no, we can't do that because it's dangerous and because it's environmentally uh, unsound and mm. all these kind of things. So it's just no. So Which is odd. You'd think most councils would quite like 55 million. Yeah, but there's no guarantee they'd actually find it. That's true, mm. I suppose. Anyway, he, not to be uh, outdone, he has gone back and he has raised £10 million um, from a hedge-funded scheme to try and recover this uh, this Bitcoin, um, which is now worth £150 million. So it's gone down from £230 million last yes. year. Uh, and this will use a uh, mechanical arm, which is uh, AI-controlled, so it knows the kind of things to search for. And he's planning on patrolling the rubbish dump with robot dogs for security. He has yet to persuade Newport to let him implement this, but he said that if if it is fun, that he will use the money to uh, for the benefit of the good people of Newport. So who knows? Maybe they're not the bad people of Newport because there are probably a few of those. There probably are. No, I think they will not get a look in. I think it's already decided that. <laughs> okay. And talking of robot dogs, oh. The United States Space Force, which is a, a coin I think Donald Trump came up with, uh, are using robot dogs to patrol the uh, their uh, air base or space base at mm-hmm. Cape Canaveral uh, to keep people out all the, all the scary uh, sci-fi way. They don't call them robot dogs. They call them Q-UGVs, which uh, is, <laughs> yes, which is short, short for quadruped unmanned ground vehicles. Which is the most unromantic term for uh, a robot dog that I can come up with. But there was another robot dog story this week. Did you not see that one? There's a Russian, ar- the Russian arms fair at which they put on display a rocket launching robot attack dog. About oh. it. I mean, it's just a sort of walking dog thing with a big sort of missile sort of thing, anti tank rocket on top. Does and it then- fetch the rocket after it's launched it? <laughs> that I don't know very slowly, oh. I imagine. Um, and then people suddenly started noticing that there were sort of cutouts in the sort of black skin of this dog. And it seemed remarkably similar to a child's toy you could buy in China, uh. Uh, which apparently is called Go One, the Yusu technology dog manufactured by Unitree, uh, which you oh. could just buy for between two and a half grand and, and, and three grand. And so people on the internet are saying, I'm sorry, they're black. This black fabric coverall is just disguising the fact something you can just buy from China. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so robot dogs have really been in the news this week. Robot dogs, absolutely. I must get one. I mean, you haven't got to <laughs> clear up robot poop after them, presumably. No, that's Which true. Is, well, you've got to be careful. Thing. It doesn't bring you back a missile. That's also <laughs> certainly going to be a danger. So what are we going to end on? Uh, we're going to end on a paper battery activated by water. It's biodegradable. It's from the Emper Institute in Switzerland. And they take a piece of paper and impregnate it with salt. And they print graphite flakes on one side to be the cathode and zinc powder on the other side to be the anode uh, with a a carbon connecting the two. Mm -hmm. And they've demonstrated that it can can power a digital alarm clock. It's only 1.2 volts, but it could be used for things like smart shipping labels or for environmental sensors. Or Can't you use a potato for the same sort of thing? Don't potatoes do? 
Yes, but if you're if you're your Amazon consignments turned up at your door with potatoes hanging off them, you might think it was slightly odd. Oh, maybe, maybe you can. But it's a good idea. Take yeah, the batteries to the biodegradable. Yes, yes, I get well, all for it. Especially mm. if we can finally power cars with them. But we're away, well, away from if that. If they can power greetings cards with them, slinging greetings cards, rather than having to have proper batteries that they have to throw away. You have many singing greeting cards, do you? Not many, but I have <laughs> had them in the past, haven't you? Yes, that's true. I suppose Come so, on. yes. Eventually they just stopped working. You see, you mock singing greeting cards. Yes, You're the yes. man who gave me a yodelling pickle for my birthday. Well, that's true, but only because that's what you really wanted. I did. I didn't know until I got one. <laughs> no, I know. I wonder what's happened in the world. Let's find out next week what's been happening in the world of yodeling pickles. So we haven't had to sing yet. <laughs> yeah. That's it, though, for this week from Gadgets and Gizmos. We'll be back with more things you want and things you wouldn't ever dream of having at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.